What's new? What's new with Menace? What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of What's New Pod. I am Menace. I'm joined by nobody currently. I'm actually inside my closet at home right before Alter Ego, and I'm sorry that we have not released the podcast. It has been a crazy busy couple of weeks coming back from vacation for The Woody Show. Now, I'll give you the lowdown a little bit, and I have a whole podcast for you. It's a little recap of what has been happening. But I wanted to give you a little update on what's going on and not leave you high and dry. Number one, the Woody Show videos are back. The daily video clips, not at full capacity just yet. But after two and a half, three years, daily videos are back on our social media at The Woody Show on Instagram. You can see inside the studio, there's going to be more updates coming to the YouTube. We got our TikTok back at The Woody Show on TikTok. While you're there on TikTok, I am now Menace on TikTok. M-E-N-A-C-E. That is awesome. I'm also back in school so I can learn how to build some stuff in the metaverse for you because I know, okay, you might not have like your VR goggles just yet. But I'm telling you, in my predictions that we did on The Woody Show, that Apple is going to do some game-changing technology. And I'm telling you right now, it has to do with VR or AR or something like that. And I want to make sure The Woody Show is there for you and we can do some cool stuff online together. That's going to be the next wave, the next part of social media. Also, in the past couple weeks, I've been spending some time at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas to conduct some interviews with all sorts of people. You might have heard one with Gabriel Iglesias in the past podcast. Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC to talk about his mass Singer appearance and his Cribs experience. I also have the CEO of Proto. This is some mind-blowing technology during CES. Now, Proto is a, like, real-time hologram company. It's crazy. Also on the podcast today, we have the voice of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. And I let Brett conduct that interview. So you're going to have all that. You're going to learn so much today on this podcast. And next week, we're going to get back to normal. But you should really listen to this. You're going to find out some really cool, interesting stuff. And then hopefully, maybe at the end, I can call Julianne. From NSYNC, live from the Wynn Hotel Casino and Resort in Las Vegas, Nevada, give it up for Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC. <laughs> now, Chris, I have met every single member of NSYNC, and no slight against the guys because they've all been super nice. But I have to verify that you are the funniest member. Can you say um, that publicly? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this new Joey going on in Practical Jokers and everybody thinking that he's some kind of funny guy when he's not. I'm the one that's been carrying this group comically <laughs> for the last 25 years, and I'm going to keep fighting the good fight. For real, behind the scenes, I, uh, I got to hang out with you at one of your shows, and I told everybody, after I hung out with you at that show... My face hurts because I was laughing so hard <laughs> with all, all the stories that you had to share. Just recently, yeah. I, I though, I saw you on MTV Cribs. Yep. How was that experience? Um, that was awesome. Uh, it was, it's kind of funny, though, because first of all, we were supposed to do Cribs, geez, 18 years ago, t almost 20 years ago in mm -hmm. Orlando. And I'd spent all this money on like costumes. I had a petting zoo at the house. I had like famous celebrities popping in and popping out, but yeah. there was a hurricane. So they had to cancel the filming of it twice. Oh my God. Are you and serious? Yeah, we ended up losing power. 
So I, I just threw a giant party and everybody came over and, you know, oh, wow. put on all the costumes I had, ate all the food I bought, used all the stuff I bought, petting zoo, had yeah. some jumpalines. It was it turned into a fun party, though. We called it the canceled cribs party. So now <laughs> we actually got to do it. I mean, thank God. I mean, was it a goal of yours to get on cribs or were you just excited to do it? Um, Yeah, I was just excited to do it. You know, it wasn't like one of those things where, you know, I was man, I got to get on cribs. It was, it was just something that was really cool to do. And, and finally getting to do it was amazing. But at the same time, it's not what it would have been 20 years ago. You yeah. know, it was me and my wife and my kid and mm. a lot of shelves. All right. So another TV show that you just did recently was The Masked Singer. Now, mm -hmm. true or not true, you guys do not interact with anybody. You don't know who else is on the show. I That's mean, how, very true. How do they isolate you to for that not to happen? Like the rehearsals, I'll tell you what, all that the, kind of stuff. The way they do that show is amazing. I mean, it was from the time, you know, I was in a special hotel where I wasn't supposed to tell anybody even that I was in LA. Um, definitely no social media or anything. And then my manager and I would be picked up in a car we would be given these hoodies, kind of like this one, and basically you put the hoodie on, put it like this. You had a mask on, and then um, you'd have they'd give you gloves. You'd have to wear gloves, and your sweatshirt said "Don't talk to me." And you mm -hmm. get there, and you stay in that outfit, and you're walking by people, and there's only a select few on the crew that even knows who you are. The rest have no idea who you are, and. It was amazing because I was around the other characters and like we kind of walked by each other with our hoodies and stuff on and you had no idea who it is, but you knew it was somebody and it was so crazy to imagine who that person was. You're like, I wonder who I'm standing right next to right now. Even when we were in the costumes, you know, out on stage until they got unveiled, you had no idea who anybody was. And then were you surprised by the people that you did see later on? Yeah, big time. And And the format was really different this year. They had four of us perform on the first day and three of us went home mm -hmm. and me being one of the people that went home, I was like, man, this sucks. I feel like I'm, you know, a musician. So yeah, I should be here. I'm yeah. a vocalist. I should be here a lot longer than just the first episode, but you know, that's the way they ran it. And mm -hmm. you know, you had to deal with the consequences and the girl that beat me was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I knew once I heard her sing that I wasn't going on, even though I didn't know who she was, I was like, man, She's she's really good. Like, I'm not going on. I think she won the whole thing, too. So I'm not mad. Yeah. You came from very humble beginnings. Uh, you talked a little bit about jobs that you had before NSYNC blew up. Can you share some of those jobs with us? Oh, man, I, I used to do a ton of things. I was a busboy a lot of times. I was a waiter, worked in the service industry a lot. I actually sang doo-wop with the Hollywood High Tones at Universal Studios. Um, I sang with a Christmas caroling company, and then I uh, took pictures at SeaWorld. That was a fun one. I was one of those obnoxious yeah. people when you walk into SeaWorld that's like, hey, hey, everybody get together real quick. Uh -huh. I want to get a picture of you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't want a picture of myself. This sucks. <laughs> like, I'm here to enjoy my day. Get out of my face, weird photographer guy. And I was like, listen, I got to get through this whole role before I'm allowed to go back into the air conditioning. Yeah. So if you could help me out, it's hot. Now, did you have a quota when you were doing that? That you had to get a yeah, you had to finish. you had to finish your role on your camera. That's all oh, I remember. Oh, that's it? Oh, wow. Orlando was such a big part of your life. And now you live in Nashville. Do you miss Orlando? Yeah, A ton. I miss it a lot. Not enough that I think I'd ever move back. I miss the people there. there were, I made some great friends and 
you know, I was there close to 30 years. So most mm -hmm. of my life I was there and my family's all there. So when I go back, it's, it's a great time because my kid has a blast at all the parks and all the stuff that he can do. And then I have a great time seeing all my family and my old friends. I think you were the first person I saw maybe tweet or post about Nashville calling it like Crane City that it has just exploded. And I'm sure it's exploded even more from when I first saw you post that maybe mm -hmm. four years ago. Have you seen it just grow so much now you're dealing with traffic and things like that? Or you're still having a good well, time? Well, I've, I've, I've had family up here and I've been coming up here writing since the 90s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen it grow exponentially from them. But yeah, just in a few years that we've been here, everything's changed. It's funny. I was just thinking about it today. I went to the gym and while I was walking into the gym, I was like, man, we signed up to this gym when they hadn't even finished the building yet. Like we signed up in a trailer outside and there was nothing here. It was just like a field. Mm -hmm. And now there's, you know, condos, there's buildings, there's, you know, stores, there's gas stations, all this stuff just popped up there. And I was just thinking how crazy, you know, Nashville's gone from wide open spaces to packed places. You're going to get out of Nashville because you're, you have this tour. It's called the Pop 2000 Tour. Mm -hmm. And I've gone to it. I enjoyed it. I told everybody about it. Coming up on January 28th, which is a Saturday, you're going to be at Morongo Casino. Can you briefly mm -hmm. describe what this tour is all about? It's basically Ryan Cabrera, um, Brad from LFO, Sugar A, Mark McGrath, and O-Town and myself. And this new version, every year they switch up the show and add new things and take away what they didn't like from the previous year. But this year uh, is my first real year on it where I'm starting the year with these guys and finishing the year with these guys. So we're working in a lot more stuff involving myself. Like, you know, I'm going to do a lot more sync stuff with them than previous because before that, Lance had done the show, you know, so they wanted to cater it a little more towards me. You know, everybody's going to play the, the hits that you like to hear. You know, Mark's going to play all top 10 hits that he has. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and you, yeah. you go back to a time where, you know, maybe you didn't have kids or family or you were just in high school, you know, thinking about those really cool MTV TRL moments and explore it and, and enjoy what is happening. The, the show is fun. The O-Town guys are amazing. Ryan's amazing. Brad's amazing. Mark is amazing. They're all great performers. And it's a really fun family. You know, last year it really became a family and and we enjoy each other. And you can see that on stage. Like sometimes other acts will run out during everybody's set and just perform because they just they like to be out there and they like the camaraderie of the show. Yeah, you can tell that everybody has known each other for a really, really long time. And like you said, oh, and the stories backstage yeah. are amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. The stuff you told me, I cannot repeat. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I probably can't repeat. <laughs> That's why you got to come out with a book one day with all these stories yeah. you have. It's just incredible stuff. Uh, but like you said, though, there's not one song on this tour. You go to, you know, one of the stops that you will not know. It is just nothing but hits upon hits upon hits. And then everyone makes sure that everyone has a good time. But uh, Chris, I don't want to yeah. take up too much of your time, but thank you so much, man, for uh, hanging out with me on a Saturday. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. And I can't gonna, wait to see you, man. Yeah, we're going to hang out again on a Saturday. Get your cheeks time. ready. Oh, yeah. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
Man, I'm telling you guys, Chris is the best. He is freaking hilarious. So I'd love to see you at Morongo Casino this upcoming Saturday, January 28th. You can get your tickets at morongocasino.com or you can go to pop2000tour.com to get all the information. So when I was at the Wynn Casino Resort and Hotel in Las Vegas, they have this beautiful studio, and CES was going on, so I decided I should call up this guy, and his name is David Nussbaum. He is the CEO of a company called Proto. Now, I want you to look this company up. It's P-O-R-T-O. It's mind-blowing. Here's the conversation that I had with him. All right, I'm here with the CEO of Proto Hologram. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. How do we even explain this company? Proto is uh, the world's first holoportation company. I can mm -hmm. beam you from wherever you are to wherever you yeah. need to be in real time, and it looks like you're really there. My world first got introduced to holograms probably through the Tupac hologram at Coachella, but that is done with like nets and multi-camera projection. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was doing before I started Proto. Oh, okay. I was bringing back dead musicians <laughs> okay. to posthumously perform <laughs> on yeah. big giant hologram stages. It was using a technique uh, called Pepper's Ghost. That's mm -hmm. what put Tupac on stage in 2012. Mm -hmm. Totally inspired by that. Yeah. And now that technology has actually been around a long time, right? Pepper's Ghost. 200 years. Yeah. Yeah. The 1860s. And, uh, and, you know, um, John Henry Pepper uh, was the scientist who allowed, uh, using this technique, people could beam from like below a stage onto the top of a stage, but it would create like this ghostly kind of effect. Yeah. So a lot of theater was using it. And back so they, then, people probably thought it was magic. It was a magic. Well, and it still <laughs> yeah. is. Copperfield and uh -huh. other magicians right here in Vegas uh, have been using Pepper's Ghost for years. Yeah. Now, the, um, the first time that I saw your company, was a projection of Biggie Smalls. Now, do you think rappers are the the reason that uh, holograms have progressed so much? Look, <laughs> musicians and rappers <laughs> and late legends and yeah. holograms have been intertwined for years. Uh -huh. uh, I, uh, I we're very lucky that we were able to hook up with the Smalls estate. Um, mm -hmm. Hyper Real actually created the hologram, and uh, that you know that version of of uh, Biggie was then beamed into a proto at Lincoln Center at what would have been his 50th birthday had he still been with us. Uh, it was shared by billions of people. Yeah, it, it was like incredible, an incredible moment. Yeah, it went insanely viral yes. and it popped up in my feed. I go, I need to look into this company and come to find out you guys are right down the street from uh, where we do the Woody show. Yeah. And then, but meanwhile, we have to travel hundreds of miles so we could be <laughs> here together in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So you have two products. It is called the Epic and then you have the M. Um, so... So the Epic is a full body, seven foot. Totally. Uh, yeah. Version of seven it. feet tall, four feet wide, two feet deep. You could be six and a half feet tall. You could beam anywhere in the world and you'll look like you're physically there. Yeah. And then the M, uh, mm -hmm. that's a tabletop. It's like a Wonka vision. I'll shrink <laughs> you down to a foot tall and I could beam your little, uh, you know, honey, I shrunk the hologram wherever you want to go. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I think people don't realize. The previous stuff we talked about with Tupac and Biggie and like, Stuff like that. That's uh, some uh, like CGI or some type of technology that, yeah. that creates that that character. But you're talking about real time as we're talking right now, projected somewhere in the world, and which is incredible. And you'd swear that the guy mm -hmm. was being projected into one of our displays. It looks like you're really there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an emotional, physical connection that only exists when two people share the same space at the same mm -hmm. time. You're not looking yeah. at a flat screen. You're looking at the real person. Yeah, it's insane. 
And it's being used by Diddy. I sent uh, Diddy, Sean Combs, from his home in Los Angeles. I beamed him to multiple nightclubs so he can interact and have these VIP experiences with his fans uh, while uh, doing a marketing event at the same time. Paris mm -hmm. Hilton, I sent her from her home into a, a, a you know, her, a, um, the 1111 uh, Media uh, Festival at the mm -hmm. Santa Monica Pier. So we're beaming real people to real places in real time. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask you is uh, since I've been following on your social media, more and more celebrities are hopping on. And is there any more? I know you just shared a couple. Is there any more unique things that you feel that has happened with the technology? Yeah, well, celebrities love holograms. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love that holograms work, work really well for celebrities and yeah. entertainers. I mean, sent Howie Mandel to do comedy at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Toronto from Los Angeles without having... He says, you know, he's a he's the world-famous germaphobe. Yeah. He says, I want to go everywhere without going anywhere. <laughs> and so now you can... He says, you could sneeze on me and I don't even care anymore. But really, it's not for celebrities. That's one thing that we do. But uh, Christie's auction houses... For example, they're using it not to beam people, but to beam things. So we're sending hundreds of millions of dollars worth of artwork around the world. Oh, wow. These are very expensive to move, mm -hmm. dangerous. And, um, and Christie's has dedicated themselves to shrinking their global carbon footprint by as much as like 80% over the next 10 years. So Proto's helping them do it one beam at a time. So we're sending the things there and uh, without having to put them on jet planes and uh, you know spreading jet fuel all over the earth. Uh, does it get old seeing somebody see the technology in person for the first time and being blown away by it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I it's like watching my children be born over yeah. and over again. Mm -hmm. People, you know, when you see it on Instagram and it's like, oh, this is a cool technology. But when you mm -hmm. see it in person, you're, you want to say, like, I, there's naysayers, like, on social media. Forget about, yeah. I'm not even going on TikTok anymore. It's mm -hmm. just crazy. But when you see it in person, people are like, whoa, there is a, I know there's not a guy in that box, but I swear on anything, there's a guy in that box. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, it's a real, people have real emotional moments. Um, especially if we beam somebody in that they know from another part of the world. David, it's been uh, super fun talking to you. I can't wait to get this to a Woody Show event or an iHeartRadio event. I can't wait for other people to see it in person. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. Now, okay. we're, now we're boys. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Holograms, guys, I'm telling you, they're coming at you. Check out Proto. All right, guys. Well, the podcast is still going. We have a ton of stuff still to share with you. Like coming up right now, The Voice of Ash Ketchum. You know the voice of the character, but you know the voice of the person behind the character. Now this interview, I handed over to Brett because Brett is our Pokemon master on staff, along with Eric, a little bit of Randy whenever he's on this podcast. Tyler, not so much, but if you're a true fan, this is a really cool interview. Let's check it out. All right, we are here with Sarah Natacheni, the voice of Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Now, if anyone doesn't know who that is, that's the main person in Pokemon. Uh, duh. Who wouldn't know that? It's only the number one media franchise in the world. Yes, Google it. Google it. So, Menace, just a little bit of a backstory. There was a few of us on the show that really, really loved Pokemon, right? Menace found out. All of a sudden, one day, I saw one of your videos, and I went to your following list, and I went, Menace, are you following the voice of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, we follow each other. I'm like, Dude, <laughs> what the hell? Get her in. Yeah, what are we doing like, here? Okay, 
Because, yeah, I, I would see your videos online and the uh, you would show like some of the behind the scenes of the recordings. And that's the yeah. kind of stuff that I geeked out on. So I was like, OK, I'm going to follow this and see, you know, where it goes. And then he noticed it. And I said, OK, well, let, let me reach out to her and get her into the studio. I said, when I get her in, though, since you are the master, because I know how the fans are, I do not want to get anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I am handing everything over to Brett. I, I said, we have to do it. It's been such a huge couple of years for Pokemon. We had the 25th anniversary mm -hmm. two years ago. We had new games come out. We had Scarlet, Violet. We had uh, Legends of Arceus come out. Arceus. Ar Arceus. Oh, see? I literally see? made Thank a video you. for you people. Damn Thank you. Are you me? Arceus. <laughs> you know, you can pronounce it different ways, okay? It's fine. No, you can't. Yes, nope. you can. Correct him, Sarah. In English, it's Arceus. <laughs> what about Correct Japanese? Him. Sorry. This is why we need to have Sarah in. Yes. Ash Ketchum became the world champion mm -hmm. of Pokemon beating every other champion in every other region. And this year is Ash's final story. They've announced that Ash Ketchum, his story, his journey is coming to an end. This will be it, allegedly. And I'm like, we have to get Sarah in to talk about this. Or at least just talk about your journey. Voiceover, you have such a dedication and just a passion for your craft that it almost uh, supersedes normal acting. Like, what, what made you go that route? Well, I just do everything 110%. <laughs> um, I It was an accident. It's not what I meant to do. Um, I was 18 when I went in for it, and I I had a, I had an at-a-glance calendar. You know, those, like, tabletop calendars? Yeah. You got to flip the page for the next week. The yeah. audition was on a Monday, and I didn't flip the page until Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> so I flipped the page, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have this audition today. Right. <laughs> and it was at, like, 1 o'clock or something. Yeah. So I ran uptown to my friend's place, and my friend... It, cannot carry a tune. So mm. she, she was not the right candidate for testing my abilities in, in terms mm -hmm. of like matching a voice. Right. But uh, I went up there. She's like, you're never going to get this. I go to the audition. I didn't know how to dub. I get in the booth. They have a TV in front of me mm. and a script in front of me, one on top of the other. I'm like, what the hell are we doing, folks? What is this? Yeah. Right. And they're like, you're dubbing today. I'm like, okay, cool. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, like the voice, the voice was a good match. I did a, I did a solid impression of, of, um, of my predecessor, and I stayed in that studio for half an hour learning how to dub. And then I cried on the way out because I was like, that was a disaster. Like, oh, you didn't get the gig. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I was like a hundred percent. I didn't get this. Why? I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize at the time. I guess nobody really told me. Hey, if they keep you in the studio for half an hour, it means they're interested. Yeah. How long yeah. did it take before they called you and told you that you had it? It was in a couple within a couple of weeks. And you did it for a bunch of eras. So mm -hmm. you did it not only for the Diamond and Pearl era, Black and White, X and Y, Sun and Moon, and the current Journey series. Mm -hmm. If you actually think about it, Menace, so the original voice actor that did Ash did it for eight years. You have done it for on 2006 to 2023. My math is bad, but that's 17 years. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, <laughs> if you think about it, and this goes back to the nostalgia and the appreciation of Pokemon and how much people love it. Yeah. You're the voice of Ash Ketchum to generations of fans. Yeah. So you're the one that they know. Yeah. And it's kind of a crazy thing. And I know you've been having a, a bit of a moment this year with the fans coming up to you and being very appreciative. So every generation, I feel like we get to see a different side of Ash. And I think XY was the first time we got to see him really mature into like more of an adult force. Yeah. Um, still 10, mm -hmm. but adult force. Right. Uh, and then in Sun and Moon, we got to see like a really 
a, like a younger version of him, kind of a more comedic and silly. Very laid back. Laid back dude in the Alola region. I was just in Hawaii, actually, and every time I saw the word Aloha, I'm like, you're spelling it wrong. You're like, it's Alola. <laughs> it's Alola. What's it's Alola, Professor Kukui. Come on. <laughs> that was really weird. Um, so, yeah, I didn't do anything on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. I just followed, I followed his journey. I, I don't write the show. I don't animate the show. So whatever, whatever was called, whatever, whatever they needed is what I delivered. It's okay. Yeah. You can hold back the tears. It's fine. <laughs> you, you know, you're like, uh, he grew with me. Damn it. When you get a script yeah. in a, like such a big moment, mm-hmm. like just recently happened, were you just surprised you get heads up on that or on which way it's going? Or you, you just get the script yeah. and you have to read it and you're like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, the latter. And then you have yeah. to be super secret about it. Too. Oh, totally. So this is the first act. That's exactly mm-hmm. why we don't get anything, because we have to be super secret about it. And uh-huh. like, why burden me with a secret? I, I yeah. understand. <laughs> I understand productions that don't want to tell their actors anything because it's like, I don't want to know, dude, because right. I'm going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I the oh, this is the first time I've known that something big is, is going to happen because they told the whole world. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked by that when I saw them announce that it's going to happen in Japan. They usually announce what's going to happen in Japan. They don't announce what's going to happen in Japan. Right. They let it happen. It they leaks don't say on any- the internet. They don't say anything. They don't say anything. This time they said it to the whole world. I'm like, okay, I guess we're sharing this. Yeah. Right. And, so, um, so Menace, yeah. technically Ash is not the Pokemon champion yet, but Satoshi. Yes. His Japanese version is yes. the Pokemon champion, mm. but it was smart of them to get ahead of this. And not only that, they, so huge. they broadcasted it on the big screens mm-hmm. all over Tokyo. Yeah. Like everybody Massive. was watching it. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. So you did a piece for Vanity Fair where you were showing fans uh, how to dub for Pokemon mm-hmm. and how to match up with the Japanese animation, how you do everything. Um, and that put you more of in a forefront with fans. How do you like the reaction to fans that have never really seen that? Were they all in shock of how you do it? Was there just this like... Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to experience how you experienced it for the first time? Like, oh, this is how this is done? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when I when I was first pitched the idea, I thought it would be boring. <laughs> yeah. So my content creation side really needs a lot of work. Um, I, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, dubbing's mm-hmm. kind of not that interesting, whatever. And uh, we recorded it and I was like, mm, yeah, this is going to be a 10 minute video. It's going to be really boring. And then it came out and it got like 10 million views in like, I don't know, a couple weeks. I'm like, okay, I really got to watch this video and dissect it and learn something uh-huh. about content and, and why, like, people why so this interested. is interesting. Yeah. Well, that's why I think I started following you because I was interested yeah. in how the process even worked for yeah. it. Okay. And then I started following other voiceover actors. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I got followers for my I friends. Know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. Then I think that's why people just want to see it. Yeah. They want to see the person behind the voice too. Yeah. You know, the characters, yeah. but you don't really know the people unless you really mm-hmm. dig deep. And you don't, you don't see the process that goes, that's involved in it. You don't see the emotion of a voice actor actually yelling, screaming, jumping, right. throwing hands, getting into the actual performance mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. if you're on the screen as well. Yeah. Like they probably just think, oh, you just walk in and talk into a microphone. Like, no, no. it's a full yeah. blown thing. And that's why I appreciate voice actors so much. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you put everything into it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to run and we have to run and do everything without going off mic, especially if you're with a Sennheiser 416, like I am at home. I can't go off mic. <laughs> right. I can't be like that. Right. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna, it's, it's gonna, you're going to hear it. Yeah. And I have that mic because I have outside noise. So it blocks all the noise. It's very directional. Um, so mic technique is so important 
And that's why that's the biggest difference between on camera or or theatrical acting and voiceover is that you, your head has you have to pay attention to where your face is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any favorite of the Pokemon that you like to voice? Yes. Ooh. Like any specific names that you're like, I don't like doing this one, but these ones I like doing. Are you, sure. Are you allowed to share? Yeah, my favorite, favorite Pokemon to play? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Buneary is my favorite Pokemon to play by far. Uh, the cutest. I love that I made the voice so dynamic. Like, Buneary can go into, like, I can't do the voices, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, like, it can, it can go into several different places and still yeah. remain Buneary, which I love. Right. Um, that's my proudest. Um, Chansey's really cute. Those are my two favorite. Wingle is my most difficult. Wingle and Staraptor are my uh, most regretted Pokemon voices. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> They're hard to do. Staraptor is like way in my throat and uh, and it's loud. It's always loud and it's always in my throat. And I'm like, why did I do that? And it, was, uh, it was an evolution because I play Starly, Staravia and then Staraptor and Starly was really tiny. And then Staraptor was a little, Star, Star, Staravia was a little bigger and then Staraptor had to be huge. So I had nowhere else to go with that. And Wingle is an inhale. Wingle is literally, I'm inhaling as I'm doing that. If you don't continue with the franchise, what's yeah. the plan for you? Do you want to go back to like on camera or do you yeah. want to continue in the I'm space? writing a film uh, about a, a famous, more famous than me, a famous voice actor who mm. uh, gets fired from her show of 20 years and uh, suffers a steep decline. Um, and I would play that voice actor. It would be for me. I'm very excited. That's cool. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a f- uh, film called The Vampire Machine. I play the vampire and we're trying to finish it right now. So that's that's a thing that's happening um, to say that I'm going to jump into like auditioning a lot. I mm-hmm. can't say that I want to do that today. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow I'll have a different opinion on that because I want to I want to I want to work on this film. I want to do the film and I want to keep doing voice acting because that's like where my career is at. Mm-hmm. And I have an animated series that I'm writing my mom is doing all the character designs. She was a Broadway violinist for 30 years and she's phenomenally talented That's like awesome. in every way. So she started drawing these characters over the pandemic and I'm like, mom, what is that? You're a genius. <laughs> and I started showing it to uh-huh. artists at conventions. I'm like, yeah. what do you think of these? And they're like, these are very good. They're very unique. So um, we're working on that. Uh, oh, and I have a film called Unicorn Boy that's premiering at Slamdance next weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's about love and gender identity and all that. It's directed and written by Matt Keel and animated by them. Um, starring um, Harold Perrineau and uh, Maria Bamford and Pat Oswalt, Michelle Trachtenberg, and me as the unicorn. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Unicorn boy. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to say to the Pokemon fans? And I, I'm sure everybody's asked you to do this on every interview, but yeah. is there anything you want to say to them for following you for all these years and making you their version of that character yeah. and being appreciative? Like, like, what do you want to say to them on this final year of Ash's journey? And I know we see the things that are coming up, but is there anything you want to say to them or even say, hey, look out for anything? Oh, sure. Uh, well, follow me on social media. That's the that's the main thing. If you want to look out for anything I'm doing, I am doing, I'm not done. That is is at Sarah underscore Natacheni on Instagram. It's at Sarah Natacheni anywhere, everywhere, TikTok, Mm -hmm. Twitter. There's an underscore on Instagram. I'm not sure why I did that, but you don't have to use it. We can try it's to there. fix it. I was hoping not to say the underscore. I have to, but like, don't. he hates underscores. Sarah uh, underscore Natacheni. Yeah, there was um, a, a comedian that came in, Whitney Cummings, and she had oh, like cool. Whitney underscore Cummings. And I go, I just noticed that like the underscore part is like available right now. So you don't have to do that. Yeah. She's like, 
oh my god thank you and like later that day yeah. she changed it um but the thing i want to say to fans apart from follow me on social media um is be the best the very best like no one ever was that's do as ash ketchum would do he's an amazing protagonist he's a great he's a great source of inspiration for me and for so many people and there's a reason for that so watch the show show it to your kids it's 25 years of a brilliant brilliant journey um and uh, do everything with love like Ash Ketchum does. Like he loves everybody around him. He's not, he's very competitive, but he's not, you know, not a bad dude. And if you want to see Don't that, bad dude. especially the Sudden Moon and Journey series, like yeah. they're so, so good. So good. Like yeah. I cannot stress how yeah. good they are. Thank so, you. but thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Thanks you. for coming and hanging out. And thank you, Menace, for no following her. Thank That's you. amazing. Yeah, I thank remember you. when you followed me. I was like, wow. Oh my God, cool. <laughs> Look at me. I'm big time. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> thank worry. you. There's good, eventually, so there'll much. be way, way, way more important people following you. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. When the movies start getting you're released, important. then you're yeah. like, I don't know this menace and Brett person. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met them before. Uh, never. That'll never happen. I'll Thank you for having I'll me. I'll literally tag her later. She'll be like, who's this? <laughs> oh, that guy that can't say Arceus right. Yeah. Block. Really <laughs> disappointing, actually. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> all, right. all right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed all those interviews. Now, let's see if we can check in. With Julianne. I saw her very active on social media last night. She might have been out partying. I don't know what is going on with her. So let's try to give her a call. She got a baby. She should be awake. Hi, you've reached Julianne. Uh, I'll leave a message after the beep and I will get back to you. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys. Well, not going to happen today. All right. So here's the deal. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll be back to normal next Wednesday. That'll be January 18th. Please go rate and review this podcast by going to, no, not what's newpod.com. We're going to come up with the new website. All you got to do wherever you listen to this podcast, just go into the review section. Please just give it five stars. Help us out. Oh, wait. Look who's here. What's up? What? Oh, I'm. What, what happened? You're on the podcast right now. Hello, hi. Hi, I'm pumping. <laughs> I thought like, oh, I maybe I shouldn't be calling this early, but I got stuff to do today, and I, it looked like you were out last <laughs> night. But I'm like, she got a baby. She got to be awake, right? No, I was out last night. I got turned. Um, I I feel like I'm still drunk. Um, <laughs> nice. But Kevin has. I I woke up and I looked over to my side. I was like. Yeah, the baby's not with me. Kevin has the baby. Oh, damn. I know. So I got lucky. Yes. Oh, and then I woke you up. Well, technically, I fell asleep, passed out with my mouth wide open, and I was pumping. So Okay, sweet. You, act- you did me a favor. I saved you. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> because the milk would have overflowed. But... I bent down to go grab my phone because I didn't know where it was at. Mm-hmm. And when I bent down, milk spilled out of me. So. Oh, God. Don't you hate when that happens? I, I <laughs> Yes. So thank you for that. Don't worry. I'm here for you. <laughs> Wanted to call and check in and see how you're doing. How's the uh, new job? You know, it's really good. I, I really like the people I work with. Good. So, yeah, you were very active <laughs> last night on social media. At yeah, yeah. Damn Julianne on Instagram. At Damn Julianne. <laughs> you were out with some ladies and you were quoting some lyrics, uh, some rap lyrics that I will not repeat on this podcast. I uh, what? 
yeah, like they were sexual. They're not. There weren't anything wow. bad. It was hilarious. Oh my! I I need to go back and check. I don't know what you're talking about. So, oh, you do that too, where you're like, oh, I can't believe I posted all that stuff last night. I'm gonna delete it in the morning and pretend it never happened. Oh. <laughs> Every time I go to this specific house, I always have to delete my Instagram stories. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this house that I go to, yeah. but I feel extra comfortable, mm. and I just get extra stupid. Yeah, just have fun. Yeah, so what have you been up to? Because I know you've missed me. You haven't put me in the podcast in a minute. So. I know. I know. I uh, just been just working like crazy. We haven't even released a podcast of What's New Pod in a while because I've been because out. Because you've missed me so much? Yeah, because I miss you so much and I refuse <laughs> to release podcasts. <laughs> no, the thing is, we got a new Randy to do video again in the studio. I heard, I heard. And uh, it's not quite. I still listen to you guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, No, it's not. You're welcome. Up Mm -hmm. to par to where we want it yet. It's not the new guy's fault. His name is Vaughn. He's really cool. You would love him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, we need to fix some cameras and all that stuff. So I've just been like crazy busy. Then I've been in Las Vegas a lot. They have podcast studios there at the Wynn Casino. And I've been using their podcast studios seen that and and um i seen some of the wind casinos podcasts that you've been posting and their studio looks legit oh and it's crazy legit it's super awesome so uh, i'll be posting a lot of stuff from the wind for this upcoming year so keep on following me at menace m-e-n-a-c-e i also uh julian i got menace on tiktok i'm very excited about that I do follow you um, on your TikTok, and I love the stuff that you post. Um, I love when you go up to people and on the street in Vegas. That is my absolute favorite. And then when you go up to the people that do, oh, what the, they're not panhandlers. What are they? Like oh, people the people the that are like dressed up in costumes and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And talk to them. Those are my favorite, too. Yeah, now that I'll be in Vegas more, I will uh, record more of those just for you. But what username do you have for TikTok? Same. For Instagram, uh, TikTok, it's always Sam Julian. Damn Julian. Yes, D-A-M-N Julian. J-U-L-I-A-N-N. All right. One day, when we can slow down for a second, we'll set up a legit microphone for you so you won't be on the phone. I know I miss you guys and I want to, you know, be able to talk to you guys and hang hang out. We need to like actually do something. Here's the thing. Can you take like five seconds and stop having babies so we can like do stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And you know what? I want to have another one. Oh, God. Don't be one of those parents who loses yourself. Don't put your damn baby to bed at like 6 p.m. and put them. They can only sleep in my house. Yeah. Shut the hell up. Like, bring your baby with you. Take your baby everywhere. Put them to bed when you go to bed. Make them on your schedule. I know. Because if not, then then that's how you lose yourself. You've got to make them form to you. So if you're a traveler, make them a traveler. <laughs> Anyways, well, I got to finish up a couple things. Alter ego is today. Yeah, have fun with that. You know, at my new job, we have people who are Woody Show listeners. And, really? Uh, nice. Yes. Yes. They love you. They knew who I was before I even started working there. Awesome. Um, yeah. They're like, oh, dang. You used to work for the Woody Show. I was like, yeah, I did. And like, oh, and you're, you're on a Menace podcast. I said, yes, I am. They're like, oh, is he as cool as everyone thinks he is? I'm like, he is very cool. 
Like, is he dumb? Well, he's not dumb. He's a very smart, smart guy. I'm over here backing you up. Thank you, Julian. Still, I appreciate you're welcome. it. Welcome. Like, don't be talking about my boy. <laughs> they wanted to know the real menace. I, you know, I let them know that you're a legit, genuine person. So awesome. Like, don't don't be talking about him. And you know, I always got your back, Julian. For real. I know. I know. I was happy to support you. I'll talk well, to you later. I'll I'll fall back asleep uh, while I'm pumping then. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, All right, bye. Bye. All right, that'll be it for this edition of What's New Pod. Please rate and review this podcast once again wherever you listen to this podcast. If you're listening on Apple, please go into the comments, rate five stars, whatever you got to do. That'd be awesome. Please go to BlanketsByTracy.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y.com. That's BlanketsByTracy.com. Follow Eric at eSoundWave on Instagram. That's eSoundWave on Instagram. Follow Eric. Follow Tyler on Instagram at Heavy T on Air. That's Heavy, the letter T, on Air, all together. Heavy T on Air on Instagram. Follow Bort at St. Bort on Twitter and Instagram. Check out his lady's store. Go to Shasta Jeans Boutique. That's with two O's because it's spooky. Or just go to Bort's Instagram or Twitter in the link tree. You'll see it right there in the bio. How to get to that store. A ton of jewelry and more. Pick up some Diego Hot Sauce. Go to DiegoHotSauce.com. Or you can go to MorehouseFoods.com. Get a little bit cheaper in their food section under products. You can see Diego Hot Sauce. Once again, I would like to shout out the Wynn Hotel Casino and Resort in Las Vegas. It's a magical place. Make sure you stay there. Go there. Eat, drink, shop, and enjoy yourself. Our friend Joe Coy will be there soon, so go to jokoy.com. Get all his tour dates. Also, check out our friend Gabriel Iglesias Fluffy. Go to fluffyguy.com. See what he has going on. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at fluffyguy. When it comes to the Woody Show, Instagram, at the Woody Show, and on TikTok at The Woody Show. Do us a huge favor, even on mine, at Menace on Instagram and on TikTok. When you see a video, you see a photo, something, please comment. It helps with the algorithm to make things spread even more, to get more views. So just like put a fire emoji, put a put the hands in the sky, whatever it is, please just give it a comment. If you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night, January 28th, Morongo Casino, the Pop 2000 Tour. It is so much fun. Mark McGrath, Chris Kirkpatrick, O-Town, Ryan Cabrera, LFO, and more. The Pop 2000 Tour is so much fun. Check out the Sex with Emily podcast. Go to sexwithemily.com. That's sexwithemily.com. Or follow her on Instagram at sexwithemily. Check out our friends Matt and Kim. They are a band. Follow them at Matt and Kim or stream them wherever you find music at Matt and Kim. Check out the Friday Hour. Go to FridayHour.com and follow us on Twitch. And listen to The Mothership, The Woody Show, Monday through Friday on the iHeartRadio app. I'm the only one here today, so the last thing to say is uh, we'll see you next week. What's new? What's new with Menace? 